Hello again, and welcome to Faith, Family, and Politics. I'm your host, Joshua Cummins. Today, we're going to have a really big show today. Yeah, we are. <laughs> That's our good friend, Louis Rodriguez, here in studio with us. Thank you for coming, Lou. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. <laughs> it's always a pleasure to have you, sir. And uh, see, look at your name. It's on the screen. <laughs> hey. <laughs> where's where's those, that yellow button? Yeah. <laughs> The crowd goes wild. Yeah, they never turn the cameras around. They're fake news. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and across from Louis, uh, you know him, love him, and he's he's returning uh, from a little uh, uh, time away. Mister Sterling Metcalf Allen, glad to be here. Glad to be back. Thanks for joining us. No problem. He's also known as the perfect producer, Janet, ladies and gentlemen. Perfect producer. It's not true. It's none, none better. None of it's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, taking his place in the producer's uh, booth this week is my wife, Laura. She's um, trying to get the hang of it. So I think she's doing a pretty good job. What do you think, Sterling? Wonderful job. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, Cookies coming my way, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chocolate chip. Warm chocolate chip. <laughs> and uh, the guy informing us uh, about the, the chocolate chip... Uh, uh, cookies that, that could be in our future as our special guest this week uh, is from the Birch Society mm-hmm. and his name is John Schrock. Thank you for joining us, sir. My name is in lights. Yeah, <laughs> it's all lit up. <laughs> and uh, just, just before we get into it there, John, um, we, we do have um, something to um, talk about. Um, See if your name can manage to be off the screen <laughs> before we get into it. Um, We're no longer getting chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'll be the one in the doghouse. Uh, you guys are good. Um, <laughs> That's true. It's okay. It's comfy. It's got pillows. Um, <laughs> but uh, to get to talk about a, a heavy subject uh, that uh, our, our good friend Louis Rodriguez is dealing with here, um, his, his grandson um, has gone missing. Uh, Louis Rodriguez, correct? Yes. And um, this is a picture here. So if, if any of you out there have any information, uh, please email us uh, info at revolverbroadcasting.com, info at revolverbroadcasting.com. Let us know. Um, or you can message any, any one of uh, me or, um, uh, or Louie um, uh, via Facebook if you, if you do have us there. Um, go ahead and uh, pull that down, Laura. And then... Um, so just before we also get into that, we're, we're going to go ahead and uh, do a quick prayer over mm-hmm. uh, young Lewis. Um, <clears throat> Father God, we want to uh, thank you that we have this vehicle to be able to uh, reach people out there and hopefully um, you bring home Lewis safe and sound. Yes. Um, we want to see him uh, smile and get to hug uh, our, our, our good friend Louis here and uh, show him uh, how much he means to him as his grandfather. And uh, yeah, just keep him in keep him in your mind, Lord, and and, and keep him safe and keep him uh, keep him well, and bring him home. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 And please let us know if you yeah. see him out there. Please. <clears throat> All right, Lou. Good. Good. It's deep. Okay. All right. All right, John. Um, so I hear you have a message for us. I've got a message for you. All right. Uh, what is that title? Message title this evening is Resurrecting Conspiracies. Oh, look at that beautiful graphic. Look oh. at that awesome graphic. <laughs> it's huge. It's perfect. It's the best graphic ever. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And uh, uh, I know that we just prayed, but go ahead and bring that down, Lord. Um, uh, but we're going to go ahead and pray over the message. Yes. If you don't mind leading us in that. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this evening. Lord, I thank you for those that have gone before us. We get this freedom. We get to go out on the airwaves. We get to go out over um, different platforms. Lord, to be able to utilize these platforms as we just did um, in order to share news. Uh, we just shared about bad news, about heartbreaking news of Lewis being missing. Lord, as we have already prayed that uh, you would bring him back to us. But, Lord, as we look into your word tonight, Lord, I pray that we would have just something to be able to take away to encourage us, to make us more like your dear son. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, the message tonight, probably the uh, title, uh, people probably started wondering, you know, where in the world did this come from? And uh, I want people, if they've got their Bibles, they can go to Matthew 28. It was because of my uh, devotions um, I was doing last Saturday, uh, was looking uh, in, in the Word of God, and a lot of people probably know Matthew 28, and they say, oh, it's all about the, the Great Commission. Oh, we're supposed to go into all the world, preach the gospel. Yeah. And then I was one of those. And then I was like, oh, my goodness, there's so much more before it. It starts off with that, uh, that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And it yeah. was kind of a cool story. Mary Magdalene comes, and she uh, there was an earthquake. The angel of the Lord descended from heaven, and he she describes him that uh, his 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 look was like lightning. The angel was there, you know, taking Jesus out of the tomb, and his 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 look was like lightning. She then got, got afraid, and uh, the angel said, "Fear not, uh, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen." She got a truth from the angel. And then I skip down to verse number 11 uh, in Matthew 28, verse number 11. And he had just told the, the disciples to come meet him in Galilee, and you shall see me there. Now, when they were going, behold, some of the watch, which was the Roman soldiers that were watching over the body, went to the city and showed the chief priests, the religious crowd, the pastors, all the things that were done. And when they had assembled with the city council, the city county council here in Marion County, <laughs> and, and, they, and had taken counsel, they came up with a large sum of money in order to make them lie. And it really struck me how much money, I wondered how much money was it that they had in order to buy them off? Because what the, the lie that they told him was, here is the lie that we want you to tell, is that the disciples came by night while you were asleep. When I started researching the Roman history of it, if you fell asleep while on guard as a Roman soldier, it was off with your head, or maybe they put, you know, a thousand spears into you, or somehow they cruelly punished you and they killed you. But they got enough money in order to get them to lie to the point that they would tell a lie in order to potentially kill themselves. How much does that take in order for a person to be converted to that lie? You know what I and I, I want to think about that. So there's conspiracy that's going on here. They just yeah. created a conspiracy, a lie, in order to keep away from the truth that Jesus rose from the dead. And then they got thinking about it further in verse number thir fourteen. It says, "If this comes to the governor's ears, because we're smart people, we know that you might die. We've got enough money." and we will persuade him, we can buy him off as well. <laughs> take us out of Matthew 28. Yeah. Let's take us to, and I'm not trying to get into politics portion, but quite yet. Hey, it, 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 
But there's a melding of this. It's like <laughs> dovetails. Yeah. So we've got enough money in order to run a candidate. He can say whatever he wants. We've got enough money to keep him in office, and we've got enough money to buy off people in order to continue the lie. Sounds familiar, doesn't it, folks? Yep. It's like we're living 2023 inside of the Bible. You have people are like, man, I want to live the Bible. I want to be the hands and feet of Jesus. I want to be, we can live the Bible today. <laughs> we're finding that today. So not only did they know the truth, not only had they seen the truth, but then they have governmental conspiracy that the government is purchasing that which is a lie. And they've got a whole big plan. It's 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 a it's a concocted plan. So they come to the governor's. If if it comes to the governor's ears, we will persuade him and secure you. So the guard takes the money and did as they were taught. And this common this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. I talked to a Jewish friend of mine, and he said, "Oh, it's very common amongst the uh, the, the Jewish community that they believe that Jesus's body was stolen." He said, "There's several that believe that." How did that go out there? How did that start? It started with just a Roman guard, maybe two, three, four, five, let's say eight. And they started sharing the truth. Excuse me. Let me rewind that. <laughs> their truth. Yeah. We hear that they a lot started, nowadays, too. They, they, started, <laughs> they started sharing the governmental truth. Could we rewind to 2020 for a few minutes, 15 days to flatten the curve? Yeah. And then... They in state of Washington, they just stopped the uh, uh, COVID emergency just a few short weeks ago. In Illinois, it was just last week or the week before. We're talking a few more days than fifteen days in <laughs> order two. to flatten the curve. <laughs> How much money went into that? This is not something new that we are experiencing when we see a corrupt government. But all they had to do was buy it off. All they had to do was then just start propagating. The conversation. I wonder how those conversations went off. You know, maybe the Roman guard knew Sterling and it was like, you know, hey, you know, I was I was on guard the other night and it was like the craziest thing. I've never slept before, but I somehow fell asleep. It's a long week. You know, the wife was, you know, uh, uh, tired because we just had a baby and I fell asleep because we got a new baby. And then yeah. like these disciples, these dirty disciples, they, they came and stayed the body. What? I can you imagine? I, I mean, can't. it's the weirdest thing. I don't so know. Strange. I, I, I feel guilty. I almost feel guilty that I fell asleep, but this is what happened. They stole Jesus's body. I wish they wouldn't have stolen it. If I had been awake, I would have stolen it. I, I would have stopped it. I would have been there in order to stop Jesus's body from being stolen. And then they, they're done talking to Sterling, and Sterling's Did like, you hear? And he, <laughs> he hands it over to Louie. And then Louie goes, and he's got a podcast, and oh, yeah. you know it's a uh, you know Barney Flintstone style, you know back in the day of you know here in in, uh, in Matthew chapter twenty eight, maybe they're you know tapping on rocks or something like that. Not picking on your show, uh, Louie, but you know, and he he goes and tells his truth that he heard from, and they start spreading the truth. Excuse me, their truth. Air quotes. <laughs> sounds, when, sounds a lot like a little thing called Project Mockingbird. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Oh yeah, yeah. Look that look that up, guys. guys and Operation gals. Paperclip. Yeah, that too. <laughs> well, what about the truth that they spread? Their truth, the government spread about Tuskegee Institute. Yeah, where they went and infected African American males with a live STD, and then they tried to cover it up, or 
where they killed the uh, Larry McDonald, the president of the John Birch Society in the 80s because he knew too much and was exposing the CIA for killing Pope John Paul. And so they shot down his plane and they covered it up. They're good at it. They're good at it. Yeah. So this is nothing new that, that that we are experiencing. This what this, this didn't take God by surprise with the COVID problem. This didn't take God by surprise with an election problem. This didn't take God by surprise. He's seen this happen before. Yeah, they pay their Roman guards called the the fake news. The fake news. <laughs> <laughs> it's all fake. But the conversations that they have should be similar to the conversations that we should have. So the conspiracy going on is that Jesus was stolen when the truth was Jesus rose from the dead. They've invested money in order to stop the truth, in order to stop the spread of the truth, so then that we don't hear. Here in Marion County, I was told back a few years ago that there is 101 independent Baptist churches here in Marion County. Somebody told me that random fact. I don't know why we need to know that random factoid, but that's what somebody told me here in Marion County, there's 101 independent Baptist churches. I can almost guarantee you this past Wednesday or this past Sunday, one of those, every single one of those independent Baptist churches mentioned the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. I bet you in all of the churches in, in, uh, uh, in Marion County, within the past month, they have all mentioned the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. How did they get that news? They had governmental money that bought off guards so that they, that they would go and lie about themselves to the point that they may, be, they may get executed. How did the truth get out? Well, I think as they followed those verses that we all yeah. know, Matthew 28, starting in verse 18, that uh, says that all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. We have to understand the power that's weighed in the balance. We think that it's, you know, it's just my truth versus your truth. You know, I, I self-identify as this or, you know, that's my, and we have that, that terminology versus this is God's heaven and God's earth. Matthew 28, 18 very clearly states, all power is given into me in heaven and in earth. Therefore, we're supposed to go. We're supposed to tell Sterling, hey, here's the truth of what happened. Jesus actually rose from the dead. We're supposed to tell that, that good news. We're supposed to go to that cashier at the local Piggly Wiggly. We're supposed to go out there and uh, at the grocery store. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. And we share that truth and we have that conversation. He actually rose from the dead. That's how we got to where all the churches in Marion County, all the churches in the Hoosier State, all the churches around the world still know the truth. Well, you go to Project Mockingbird, Operation Paperclip, the Tuskegee Institute, the truth gets out, even though stymied by the government. Yeah. So we can resurrect conspiracies. We can bring back, we are talking about when we say at a church and we say on Easter Sunday, we're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. What we are doing is stomping out a governmental conspiracy plan to stop the truth from getting out. 
one could say we're being political. One could say that we're being political. <laughs> but we're but we're told is separation of church and state. You're going exactly where I'm heading. You're you're, you're right. you knew the the segue. You gave me a great bridge there. Is people would say but 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 John, we're not supposed to talk about political matters. The government made it political, not not the disciples. They're just sharing the good news from the Bible. What about this, uh, the abortion topic? What about uh, pedophilia? What about uh, we just had Yako Buyan's uh, 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 a sex trafficking expert. He's been fighting sex trafficking for 28 years, and he was in Indiana yesterday and talking about the fact that uh, less than 1% of sex trafficking is that kidnapping kind, you know, that we see on the movies, you know, you're like, here comes the van, and here's the guy. Hello, little girl, I've got candy in the van. Would you like to get in the van? And she disappears. Less than 1% is that. Over 47% of his familial trafficking. Wow. So what that means is there's moms and dads, great uncles, great aunts, grandmas and grandpas that are trafficking children here in the Indiana Hoosier state. They're selling their children for heating and air conditioning. They're selling them for piano lessons. They're selling them for rent. That truth hurts. Yeah. But they're doing a lot to suppress that truth. A lot. Well, you can't talk about that in the pulpit, John. It's a political matter. No, the Bible says, suffer the little children to come unto me. Yeah. It says that the ground at the foot of the cross, this is a paraphrase of the Bible. This is a principle of the Bible. The ground at the foot of the cross is level. Children can come. Older people can come. Everybody can come. So they made it political. We're just preaching the Bible. Pre- preachers should be preaching the Bible. Being a, a Birch uh, a coordinator, a regional field director for the Birch Society, I get to talk to pastors, and I kind of blow their mind when I tell them this. And it's like I tell them, I said, I don't want you to be a political pastor. They then, you don't want me to speak about moral issues? I didn't say that. I said is I don't want you to be political. If they want to repave 38th Street, what are you going to say? What thus saith the Lord out of the Bible? Are you going to stop them on that? There's nothing you can, no, no Bible principle, no Bible verse that you can bring out. Well, maybe you could bring out the Bible principle. You know, if a man builds a building, you should count the cost. You know, maybe that's a Bible principle. But there's nothing that they are doing versus abortion, pornography, pedophilia. These are straight from the word of God issues. They stole it away from us. It's high time that we take it back from them and say, you know what? The emperor ain't wearing no clothes. Be that little kid on that emperor new, new, emperor's new clothes uh, uh, a cartoon or, or video. Mom, he's naked. You got to be that bold. Can you imagine the, imagine the disciples? The government's concocted a plan. They, they bought Facebook ads. Maybe there was a Russian conclusion. Con, uh, 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 what was that collusion? word? Collusion. There we yeah. go. Russian collusion back then and they bought ads on facebook in order to be able to say that the disciples were the ones that were guilty and then we find out what the real truth is the truth comes out do we have history of that i got thinking about you know it's like you know what we have the bible about it and i and i love the bible but i also like 
what about those truths of like our founding fathers? And I found a speech. I found a speech that, that really, really made me stop to think of what they were willing to do, what these brave men were willing to do to take back from the petty tyrant, the King of England. And when they, he had made it political, they took it back to God. It goes kind of this way. They tell us, sir, that we are weak, unable to cope with so formidable an adversary. But when will we be stronger? Will it be next week or next year? Will it be when we are totally disarmed and when a guard shall be stationed in every house? Shall we gather strength by irresolution and inaction? That's what the government would like. You can't say that the, the body of Jesus resurrected. That's just weird. Follow the science. Nobody has ever resurrected again before. Well, but don't forget that Jesus was virgin born. That ain't never happened before either. So are we going to sit, sit with inaction? Shall we, shall we uh, gather strength by irresolution in action? Shall we acquire the means of effectual resistance by lying supinely on our backs and huggling the, delus the delusive phantom of hope until our enemies shall have bound us hand and foot? Sir, we are not weak. If we make a proper use of those means, now catch these words, which the God of nature hath placed in our power. Can I tell you, death and life are in the power of the tongue. That's Proverbs 18, verse yeah. number 21. Yeah. That's a natural means which the God of nature hath placed in our power. We get to speak truth. People like, oh, man, I really wish that I was a hero today. I, I look at these heroes. My son wants to be a YouTube influencer. I don't know why. He's nine years old. He has that, this, this high lofty goal. He wants to be a YouTube. We can, we can springboard him here yeah. in the studio. So next up, my son. He will be, he'll be guest starring next, next week. But it continues on. It is vain, sir, to extenuate the matter. Gentlemen may cry peace, peace, but there is no peace. The war has actually begun. Well, let's stop there. Who declared the war? It's the Roman government back in this, this time here in the Bible. They said he didn't raise from the dead. They invested the money. They got their American Express card, the kind that, you know, the real metal kind that clanks Roman on the Express, table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have one of those. I've seen the people that really do. And they, they were the ones that invested their money for it. They declared the war. Why are we afraid to take the war back to them? All we're doing is defending truth. The war is actually begun. The next gale that sweeps from the north will bring to our ears the clash of resounding arms. Our brethren are already in the field. Why stand we here idle? I wonder, is that why churches, because they've never known that there has been a long history of telling the government, uh-uh, no. And it's very interesting because as I did some research about the, all the amendments, you know, the First Amendment, there's five different things, freedom of press, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom right, uh, right to uh, peaceably assemble and redress grievances. That's five portions that they cover in the First Amendment. It was swearing Jack Waller. When he came to know the Lord, he, he used to be just a cussing sailor. And he, got, he came to know the Lord, and then he got sanctified. He became a preacher. But legend has it that when he really got, you know, kind of like Holy Ghost power, you know, he's in the pulpit, a few, you know, cuss words slipped out. He was swearing Jack Waller, and everybody knew him. 
1791, as I understand the history, a, a sheriff came because he was an unlicensed preacher. How dare he preach the word of God and not be registered with the government? Hmm. So they took him, the sheriff took the butt end of a, of a whip and shoved it into his mouth to stop him. You know what that man did? He said, you know what? God has given me a voice. So he went out. Some One historian told me 10,000. One other historian told me 20,000. Another historian told me 30,000 signatories, signatures from people. He went person to person in person and said, do you stand for this? Can they tell a preacher of, of, of the scripture from the living God, can they tell him, no, you can't preach the truth because he merely doesn't have a license? Does that seem right to you? And he got a lot of signatures. I don't care if it's ten thousand. That's a lot of. That's a lot of door knocking. <laughs> Hi, I'm just wearing Jack Waller. Would you like to sign this today? And back then, it would have been an even bigger portion of or percentage of the, of the population. So, yeah. Well, and then also think back then he he didn't have a Model T. <laughs> right. His Pony Express back then. Shooter Baker. <laughs> And so he was, he got engaged. He went and went person to person to person. The speech goes on. Our brethren are already in the field. Why stand we here idle? What is that gentleman's wish? What could they have? Is life so dear or peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery? Forbid it, almighty God. I know not what course others may take. But as for me, give me liberty or give me death. The famous speech of Patrick Henry. You know, as we go out and we're supposed to preach the gospel, you know that is flying in the face of the humanist government that we have right now. That's the clash that's going on inside of our schools. That's the clash that's going on inside of the state legislature. It's a humanist viewpoint. There's a biblical stand, uh, uh, viewpoint. Some people are like, well, no, it's a denominational thing. You know, if we could know it's God versus evil. That is the issue that we have going on right now. So if the pastors wish to speak up, they will be following Matthew 28, 18, speaking out against the evils of the day, sponsored by your local government. And I approve that message. You know that they do that on the political <laughs> <Yeah>. ads. <laughs> but it's also falling in line with our founding fathers. They said, you know what? We are going to use that which God has given us. And I think the most powerful thing that we can do is our spoken word. Matching our life. To go out and preach the word. And to live the word and to get others involved. Be like that Roman guard. Hey, Sterling. There's a living God. Hey, Louie, I'd love to introduce you to my God. Hey, I'd love to tell you and talk about it. Don't be fearful. Be like Patrick Henry. I know what, what other course mothers may take. You know what? If it's just me, give me liberty or give me death. But what I have found, there's a lot of people looking for leadership. And you go out there and you'll start finding people of like mind. Man, I didn't think there was anybody in my hometown. Ah, there's nobody. You start talking about, and all of a sudden, this person. Next thing you know, this person. The next thing you know, that person. Yesterday in Fountain County, Indiana, 
two o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, we're talking in the middle of the business day, farming day in Fountain County. We had over 35 people who met, that met with Yakubuians to learn about sex trafficking because they said it's worth it. I'm telling you, folks, you go start talking about it. You will find strength in that. So I just want to encourage you. Yeah, I mean, uh, that all, all of that uh, sounds a lot like the story of this very podcast. Um, and as Sterling and I live two doors down from each other, and we and um, it just happened like one day uh, I went to help him with some uh, pesky wasps, um, and uh, it didn't turn out so well for Sterling. No, but, <laughs> but somewhere in there, in his pain, um, we had a conversation, and um, uh, the wasp, not me, I didn't, I didn't cause him any harm. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I did pay you, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's fake news. Fake news. <laughs> Check still in the mail. <laughs> we had this conversation, and and, um, and uh, I had I had or I had talked with Louis about it too about having having some something that we needed to do. We needed to to start speaking up yeah. and start talking about um, the, the history of Christians and and how. Um, at one point, like Joshua and Caleb, they were out there, uh, men of God, mm-hmm. furthering what God wanted them to do and being offensive. Yeah. Right. And then somewhere along the lines, let's fast forward to the 60s in the United States and um, Christians became defensive. Right. Like the pearl clutchers and, and, and there's, oh, no, here come the Christians. They're going to shout us down and they're going to do this or that. Right. Um, and we lost our way as, as a, we as did. a group. And, um, and then nowadays, uh, what would, what would you say they, they are, John? Most, most Christians. Apathetic. Uh, would, uh, would submissive be a pretty good word for it? Oh, I, I like that better. Yeah. And, um, and I was like, we need to be offensive Christians again. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you, Lord. Jesus letting us know that this is, this is actually the tie in right here. So there we go. Let's take us right into the family portion. Mm-hmm. But I said we need to start being offensive Christians again. We need to start being like Joshua and Caleb, yeah, and and going out and doing what God wants us to do and telling people about the Lord. And and um, we we started talking about the, the gears of this show right here, and that started everything with Revolver Broadcasting, the, this show right here. And then now we have uh, a mini shows. <laughs> um, but then uh, this guy right here next to me, Louie, um, him and I had that conversation, and he's like. I have uh, I have some skills. I have a special set of skills. Uh, and <laughs> say, skills. And um, he, most of what you see around you was was built by his hands. Wow. Yeah. Great yeah. studio, by the way. Could have been better. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then. Uh, What's well, amazing yeah. right here? So right, exactly, and uh, so. Emmett's reaching out uh, uh, several times. And I think I believe you know Crystal Rosati. Mm-hmm. And uh, her husband, Rich, he came here with her uh, one day to fill in uh, for uh, someone who continually is not here. Alan. Um. <laughs> wow, shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's fine. He's, 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 he's taking care of business. But, um, uh, yeah, when Rich was here, uh, he, he initially thought that he was going to be in one of our audience seats, uh, a.k.a. the rocking chairs you see over there in the green room. Um, but... <laughs> I'd pay big money to sit in those. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. And uh, so, you know, he was thinking back to wrestling days when they used to make the, back in the 80s, you know, when they made the yes. big signs. And, yes. go, and it was, you know, handmade. 
and he made this for us. Rich, Rich Rizzati. We want to give him a quick shout out because this is a good craftsmanship and uh, and yeah, I had to get a frame for it and hang it up. Thank you, Rich. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's that's the the whole point of this show is to make sure that we're we're telling people use the uh, platform exactly. We're telling people about the Word of God. We're wanting we want uh, Jesus Christ to get in many, as many hearts as He can, um, and 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 let them know that they're not alone. That this is the place for them. That they that they're, they're I know they're out there looking for something, yes. and this will fill that whole, God will fill you fill the God shaped hole. Jesus Christ will cleanse you of your sins and make you whole. And uh, yeah, and then we we talk about family, of course, and because that's that's part of it, right? That's that's part of every everyday life. We all have some form of a family. Um, even if, uh, even if some of us out there just have a dog, you know, that's, that's our family, you know? Um, but, uh, then we get into the, of course we got to get, get it because God's in God's supposed to, his value, those values need to go into every portion every, of our life. Public square needs to have God in it. Yeah. And, um, uh, go back to, to, uh, our good friend, Coy Hutcherson. Uh, he had this message talked about, um, the circle chart. Um, remember those in school where, yes, Lou, Okay. Um, all right, cool. I just want to make sure I, I give you the chance to speak if you can see your hand come this way. So, um, uh, yeah, the circle chart we had in school, and then it would have all the little subjects that would mm-hmm. stem off that main subject. So he said, imagine uh, God is in the middle of that circle. So he said, wow. God can be a better uh, father uh, father to yes. my kids than I can. God can be a better husband to my wife than I can. God could be a better friend to my friends than I can. And and so that that exploded in my head that day, and that was one of the catalysts that led you know, like there was just so many things that led up to this, but um, that showing that showed me God's supposed to be in every aspect yes. of our lives, and He we don't leave Him at the uh, the the church building doors on Sunday morning. We take Him out into the world with us and let people know, and this is one of the ways we do that. That's not only fantastic. not only that, Josh, we also try to promote conversation. So conversation is key. I think so many times people get afraid of just talking. About it, so like the last episode that we had, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, you know, having that conversation, there's nothing wrong with having that conversation because that's somebody else's belief or uh, way of thinking or whatever. Knowing what they think and opening the door, even on, on this show, allows someone who maybe does believe that to be like, oh, okay, maybe these, these guys are willing to listen. Okay, well, what is their side of it? What is, well, they're letting these people talk just to show the world and even ourselves how to, I don't want to say fight back against it, but it, it, it helps build a rapport, but it also helps build a defense on both sides. Like, yeah. okay, you do believe what is natural law. Natural law, You yeah. do believe natural law? Okay. And you have some good points. And a lot of those points tie right into the same things that we believe. So we're not as different as a lot of people think. Mm. Yeah, and I think also allowing those conversations allows people to know that we're, we're, we're not we're not – just using it to sharpen the tools in our bag, although it does help. Yeah. Um, we want it. We want to have those conversations because it's it's not a closed door. Because uh, my hope is that amongst those conversations, that uh, someone out there will, who who may think the way uh, of natural law, maybe they decide to accept Christ mm. because they're like uh, after the, after they hear that conversation, like actually these uh, these Jesus freak guys, they're they're uh, they're really kind, and there's something special to that, and and uh, not to uh, to knock Mr. David Greenberg, he was a, an excellent guest and he was very kind. Absolutely. Um, but that's our hope is that's what we're wanting to reach. We're wanting to reach that person that may be conflicted. And uh, believe you me, there are plenty of conflicted people out there. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I think so many people have this bad, well, I mean, it's partially our fault, but they have this bad um, visage or, or interpretation of who Christians are. Mm-hmm. They're just haters. You know, they just hate. They just want to bash everybody. Well, that's not true at all. I mean, if you just look at Jesus, mm-hmm. he went to those people, you know, he the loved at the well, everybody. The exactly. Woman caught in adultery. Yeah. Whatever happened to the guy, the husband or the guy, not the husband, who and she that, that she was committing adultery with? Have you ever thought about that? I hope oh. he knows Jesus. I mean, that's <laughs> so, someone paid the government to make sure What's that he didn't start. I've often wondered that. You know, nobody asked that question. You're like, where's the guy? Because last time I checked, if you had adultery going on, there had to be two to tango. Yeah, and all they brought was her. Anyway, sorry, that's just—it's one of those. I wondered if it was a conspiracy. <laughs> but and uh, to, to to pepper it in a little bit, and, I, and I, every chance I get, I talk about it because, uh, you know, like I said before, the man sitting next to me, Louis Rodriguez, he's my best friend. Um, it, him and I developed a, a friendship because I, I used to work with his, his wife at, at a licensed branch. And uh, shout out to anybody that uh, uh, has had to go through that uh, form of Hades. But um, <laughs> I think that's actually against the uh, amendments because it says cruel and unusual punishment is not allowed. <laughs> so I don't know. I think that the BMVA is unconstitutional. <laughs> <laughs> and it's reciprocated on both sides of the counter. Let me tell you. Um, so, yeah, um, a lot of times uh, his, his wife, Norma, would have to wait. Uh, or we, I'd have to wait. He'd have to wait on his wife Norma to get off work, because she would be the closer that night. And so him and I had started uh, just having conversations, and I see him sitting there by himself. I'm like, ah, let's just, let's go talk to this guy, and and we developed a friendship. And uh, I found out that uh, we had a lot of like mind, uh, as you talked about before, and um, it just be- it became a really really deep friendship. And uh, Louis uh, Louis was uncertain about his salvation, mm. and Right here in my living room, um, it, it, every time I say something about it, it's hard not to tear up because it's, it's, it's such a wonderful moment. But it, and it was so powerful. But right here in my living room, he accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. Wow, um, sixty-nine years old, mm-hmm. yeah, at that point, and uh, seventy years old now. And um, not to tell your age, everybody. I'm sorry, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he was there with Jesus when he was rescued. <laughs> just, just Pam, just Pam. <laughs> Um, he got off the <laughs> ark with Moses. <laughs> <laughs> they had me throwing the water out. <laughs> uh, ark, hold on, hold on. Ark with Moses? I said that on purpose. Okay. <laughs> I was just, I was I was just like, checking to see if everybody what? like, hold on here. And Joan of Arc so, was Noah's wife, by the way. That makes sense. <laughs> That was that was sneaky. That was sneaky. And normally I would catch it, but yeah, I We're was on too, the family too busy. section, not the faith section. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah, is yeah. a Bible trip. Yeah, we can so. get a, we can get a little bit. Uh, don't get tripped up out there. My bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, when uh, on that on that day when when he accepted Jesus Christ in his heart, um, like I said, because he, he thought he thought all this weight, all these things that was so heavy, all these things that um, he had had in his past mm. that he was unforgivable. And I said, no, no, sir. And Laura jumped in as well. And she said, no, sir, you can, you can ask Jesus Christ in your heart right near, right here, right now. And, um, as a team, when we, when we approached that, when we approached Louie with that and, uh, and Norma was right there with him. We, we all, we all prayed and, and he, and he prayed the sinner's prayer right there and accepted Jesus Christ into it, into his heart. And, uh, you could feel, I kid you not, John, you could feel Palpable the difference. weight lift up and out of the room and it was light and we were all crying it, it, it was it was beautiful and uh, lots of hugs yeah and uh, 
I think we shared a meal afterwards, too. Yeah, <laughs> you got to have hugs. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's li- literally what we're supposed to be doing because we're, sp- we're supposed to, I-, I call it storming the gates of hell with a squirt gun. Um, that's how we go about doing it is finding that one and sharing the good news with them. That is what we are called to do. And Satan wants to keep a hold of them. I, I don't doubt that there is a palpable difference. He probably sent a couple of his henchmen over here in order to stop it. Let's sow a few seeds of doubt into Louis's mind. Let's make sure that Louis doesn't do this because he's asking some pretty close to, you know, he sounds like he's about ready to make a decision because they don't know the future. They're just yeah. judging off of what's mm-hmm. happening right in that moment. Yeah. And that's what we've got to be so cognizant of. We've got to recognize those signals so that we can be prepared because we're wrestling not against flesh and blood. It's not me versus Louis, me versus Sterling, me versus Josh. It's a higher powers thing. You know, principalities, power, spiritual wickedness, high places type of stuff. It's bigger than us, that's for sure. Way bigger than us. And that's what we have to have guard around our homes. We have to have guard around our minds. We have to have guards up because what we're facing, whoo you know, they thought that COVID was a pandemic. Wait till you see what the devil can do. Mm-hmm. Yet lion can, uh, come to the devour and destroy, right? Yes. But uh, he, he didn't win that day. I'll tell you that. He didn't win that day. And uh, God got a good warrior in Louis. He, uh, he's got a strong soul and a strong heart. We know, we know that he loves the Lord. And uh, I can't thank, uh, can't thank God enough for having him in my life, in all of our lives. Amen. Amen. God, God is powerful and mighty, and I love him. He's my father. He's hard to get along with sometimes. God. <laughs> no, not Louis. God. You know. There's a lot of questions. Like, like, where's he going with this? No, Louis's good. Louis's good. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll be he's, blacking he's, he's out the screen dad. for a moment while Louie takes care of his. Going to commercial break now. <laughs> I think they're going to turn the cameras around now. <laughs> Hope so. <laughs> continue your point, sir. Uh, just God is, he is, he is an amazing God for sure. And I mean, anybody's journey specifically, I mean, all I can speak to is mine. Uh, there's a lot of ups and downs. Like Christ, the Christian walk is not a straight, <laughs> is not a straight path, and it's not an easy one. Uh, not in the slightest. Like, oh yeah, when you get saved, you know, it's gonna be all good. No, it's worse. I, in my opinion, it's worse then because not only were you before you were not, you weren't, you were not saved. You didn't have to worry about. It. You're just a bad person. You know, that's just that's just overtone. You're just a bad person. Now, as a Christian, not only do you have to watch out what you do. Every force of evil is going to try to make you do those things <laughs> to make you look bad so you that nobody wants to be a Christian. Tide. Yeah. I think it's more difficult now, and that's why, you know, you carry your cross kind of thing. Yes. So. I think being bad is more easy than learning about God and reading the Bible. Mm. Absolutely. A lot of people will take the short way and be bad and do the bad things instead of Reading the Bible and learning about religion and being good. Yeah. It's a narrow path. Mm-hmm. Narrow. And, yeah. and it's hard to convince certain people because there's certain people that don't even want to hear about God. Those are the ones that you got to be on top a lot more than the ones that are already yes. choosing God. You yeah. know? But those people, they, they'll fight you, they'll fight you, but you got to be consistent and be on top of them and help them, even though they don't want to. Yeah. 
I say that not to scare anybody away from Christianity, not at all, because the benefits greatly, greatly outweigh any of the other, any of the other things. That it's not, it's not like oh no, don't be a Christian because it's it's hard. No, it's it's hard in a good way. Mm-hmm. It's when you do overcome whatever it is, a certain sin, or uh, you go up against a wall and you're talking to somebody who's not saved, and you convince them, not convince them, you find themselves, they themselves find in them the truth that you are speaking. I don't know how to say that exactly, but... You shared the gospel. You basically shared the gospel with them, and they found it truth. There's, there's uh, You fulfilled your purpose. Yes. It's a, it's a whole... I don't even know how to explain that feeling, but it's... I mean, Josh tried to explain it just a minute ago. Louis just, you know, through getting saved. Uh, there's nothing like it. Well, I think that's why God takes us through those things, because then... I, I use the illustration. My my grandparents were uh, missionaries to the Navajo Indians out in Farmington, New Mexico, in the uh, 1950s. Little Kimmy was born to them as their first son. You know, they had had uh, Jan and Robin, and then they finally got uh, you know a, a boy. Uh, my granddaddy was super excited. You know, he has this little boy. Well, there was a tragic accident, and you know uh, there would have been some rain, and so there was a little bit of water in the the creekway. And Kimmy died and hit, fell and hit his head and knocked unconscious and then drowned in just a little bit of water. Grandmommy didn't let it go. It was many, many years. You know, uh, you know, he died in 53, 54. And she finally gave it to God. It was about 89, 90, 91 time frame. I mean, so we're talking a, a span of time. Mm-hmm. So I remember going over summer times to uh, uh, their house and, They'd get the News Gazette. They lived in Illinois, uh, Fisher, Illinois, and she'd be looking at the News Gazette. Her eyes could get real big, you know, tragic circumstance. Mother backs over, you know, toddler son. She looked at uh, my grandfather, goes, Max, we're heading over. He's like, get in the car. She really means it. So she'd go over there. We'd try to find the place, and she'd walk up to the door, knock on it. And I'd sit one time. I stood there as she was, uh, as she was talking. She goes, I lost my son. I got bitter about it, and I finally gave it to God, and it has been able to free me and, and you know, fulfilling her purpose. Yeah. A tragic circumstance, that rough circumstance, to be able to share with others. There's a hurt world out there. There's hurt, and God's that salve. I think the Bible calls it the balm of Gilead, I think is the Bible term. It's a, it's a salve that God has given in order to speak to that. So you were saying it far outweighs. Oh, there's some responsibility. We're supposed to go to those people. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you didn't have that responsibility before. Right. Yeah, that's... I felt like that when my son died. Oh. And when I looked at God, I, well, I didn't look at him, but I talked to him and I said, God, you know, why me? Why, why did it have to happen to my son? And he should be burying me, not me, right. him, you know? And, um, he um he he I, I felt like giving up. I felt down. I felt I, I almost lost hope in God. But then I I I figured he's with God. Yes. He's in a better place than what he is now. Over here, my son was suffering. And now He's not suffering no more. He's up there with Lord and probably doing good and better than all of us. And that's what I'm hoping. And 
I left it up to God, and I forgot about being mad, being mean. I just said, God, I love you. Take care of my son. It's amazing. Well, and that's what one of the things we're doing right now at the Birch Society. We're trying to get the news out to people. Folks, we've got, I mean, there's crazy stuff going on with families. I mean, they're hypersexualizing kids in the, I mean, I mean, it's kind of a political matter, but it's in the family. They're hypersexualizing kids. In our church in, in Indiana, in Covington, that we go to, inside the, uh, um, inside the church, we've got teens questioning, uh, church-going teens questioning uh, whether or not they're a boy or a girl. Moms, dads, you better be on the watch. You better be a watchman on the wall of what's going on right now. And if they're not being able to, you know, answer those questions, you know, how, what, how do you answer this question? You know, the, the, the young 13-year-old girl says, you know, Billy told me that I'm, I'm, I'm gay. Maybe I am. How do you answer those questions? We've got to get prepared as parents. We've got to know what's going on. They're, they're pouring out porn more than, I mean, it's, it's big business. Mm-hmm. We are a sex nation right now. Over $100 billion a year spent in uh, the U.S. for sex. And we're not talking marital sex. We're talking oh, no. illicit sex, yeah. sex trafficking. Fueled by pornography. Coming to kids on a regular basis. Man, my kids figured out the, a way to find, uh, there's a Snake I.O. app. And you can go in the back door of the Snake I.O. app and get unfiltered access to YouTube. Like, it's, a, it's that old snake game on your phone, you know, that you go and, you know, get how long will the snake go and eat the little whatever fruit that was. And on the, however you get the backside, well, then we uh, it gets to YouTube. Then there's a Bible app. And uh, if you search, um, if you search on it and then you click on it, it then notifies and there's friends and then they contact you through the Bible app with triple X porn. Uh, it's you you like start cheering that your child has the bible app they're doing their devotions they're being involved in the word of god and they just memorized i did as a kid i memorized the i i wanted to be able to go to camp and so they said that you have to memorize you know bible verses so i was i was the real genius you know kid john eleven thirty five. 35 jesus wept now let me go to camp <laughs> but you think that they're memorizing god's word and the devil has something out for them but you know we talk about things that we go through folks there's people addicted to pornography right now People that are watching us today, tomorrow, next week, next year, next month. When we had over 100 in Lafayette yesterday, statistically speaking, over half of them were addicted to pornography. So guess what? We've got to walk it out with them. We've got to take those people. Man, it was great watching the Sex Nation uh, documentary by Yaku Buyans. Man, if people want to do that, they can reach out to me in order to be able to find out how to do that. We can bring that video in. We can tell them about uh, pornography. We can walk them through. We've got people who've conquered it. And I, I talked to my pastor, Joey Emmerich, First Church Christ in uh, Covington. It's fun. He used to be addicted to pornography. He was raised in a Christian school, friends. Don't think because, you, <laughs> don't think because your child is in Christian school that they're safe. 
He got addicted to pornography in Christian school doing Bible doctrines, Bible quiz, Bible bowl, Bible. I mean, it was like Forrest Gump, you know, ran out of, you know, shrimp gumbo, shrimp scampi. You know, they ran out of all the different, different Bible things, and he got addicted to it. But God's given him victory. He's ready to walk people through how to become victorious in it. So we're still human. We're still human. Yeah. This Christian Same nature, you, yeah. you come become a Christian, you're still fighting. fighting. Yep. But we want to come around you. We want to rally with you. You say, Oh, there's you I think it was I think you shared that you said, I've sinned too much. I can't become a Christian. Yeah, you don't want to be judged. Yeah. Hey, it's you not judgment. Judge yeah, it's not this judgment. this is this is camaraderie. We'll take you with us. We'll help you. Oh, there's joy in serving Jesus. <laughs> Absolutely. You don't have to feel bad. If you struggle with something, cause, I mean, we've all, we all struggle with something, or, I mean, even pornography. I mean, that, being a man in general or whatever, uh, you're going to be attract, attracted to the opposite sex. I mean, that's just... So if you... If someone, see, how did, I don't even remember how it happened for me. I think it was someone introduced me, because I, I was I'm not tech savvy whatsoever back then, and that's all it was. That was it. Click, you know. Now, oh, it's that easy. It's the problem is, is there's no filters. Yes. There's no filters. I'm not saying they should even exist, but there's not even filters. It's just a click away, and that's you need to. So as a parent, you're talking about being a parent. Put up those blockers, like that's what my da- my dad ended up doing. Is he? I don't know how you do it exactly, but he put on old school, old school dial up computer stuff. <laughs> you can you can like literally lock, you know, certain material, and it just won't <laughs> won't allow it. You know, so you gotta you gotta be proactive. There yes. you go. Proactive parenting and proactive just in general as a fellow brother or sister in Christ. Uh, it takes a village. Yes. Yeah, it's a uh, monitoring. Yeah. yeah, monitoring that time, that screen time. Yep. And uh, uh, I can't remember who was talking about it uh, here recently. This, uh, he said that uh, his, uh, his, kids, his kids only get uh, screen time on the weekends. Mm. So they have, they, have their, they have their schoolwork stuff, which that, that's all monitored every, every step of the way because they, they're, they're homeschooled. Um, but well, well, everything that they do on, on, those, uh, on those screens are mo- is monitored throughout their schoolwork. And then when they're off the computer and then, you know, they, if they have straight A's, they can have screen time on the weekends and it is, is free time to get onto YouTube or whatever, but that is also monitored. Mm. Um, I think the ages were like nine and 12 or something like that. So and that's, that's like probably about prime time for them to start really exploring. Um, Eight year olds are the number one sex traffic age. Exactly. And so um, I think that that's that I saw that was huge is like not only did the kids have to have straight A's, but if they got if they got a, a just one B, no screen time. That oh, weekend. Yeah. no screen time. And also, um, oh, actually, he had a, he had a, one he had one older kid is 17 gets a lot, lot more freedom because he's 17. And, um, but no cell phone. None of the kids have cell phone. And he said, uh, he said, oh, you want you want a cell phone? You get one when you're 18. When you can, we can go out and buy it on your own. You'll get mm-hmm. your own cell phone. Um, what about emergencies? Uh, call the house. Call the house. You'll be all right. <laughs> I'll be. I'll be there. <laughs> I think there is a point. I don't want to say overbearing 
It's not overbearing. It's not what I'm trying to say. I think you, as you were saying, you need to be parents or, or whoever is the guardianship of any of these children or whoever has questions. You need to have an answer for that question. Yes. Yeah. That, that, and don't be afraid to answer those questions. Or, or, you know, we're not going to talk about that. Or even those kids, those, those children, like with my daughter, I don't want her to ever think she can't ask me anything. Yeah. Hey, man. Like that's crazy. I would never want her to be like, I can't talk to dad. No, no, I'm an open book. You ask me, I'll tell you. What is it? Because you need to know. If you don't learn it from me, who are you going to learn it from? Exactly. Yeah. Well, and what what's scary is they're driving a wedge right now in curricula in order to make parents look stupid. Oh, I know. That's ridiculous. They've got parents. I mean, I could, I've, got, I've got more on my computer than you'd wish to know of, of primary source documentation. I mean, little kids' cartoons of little 13-year-old uh, girls correcting doctors because they said this is a boy and this is a girl and the little girl comes into the uh, uh, um, into the scene correcting the daughter well we don't know because gender is not assigned at birth and so I mean you're going to have awkward conversations with your kids I mean we talk about the birds and the bees the marital relationship you better be you hey, folks you had the baby you got the responsibility you better be able to you know and I'm talking age appropriate you know yeah. you don't tell the five-year-old everything like yeah. for crying out loud. Well, and I can break it down for them real quick when it comes to whether or not there's any more than the two. You're either born with vas deferens or a uterus. Right. I'm using the medical terms because right. if the little kids are in the room, right? That, you know, if they're if they're old enough to know what those terms mean, then they know. Uh, and then the adults definitely know what those terms mean, right. or they can Google it real quick, and they'll go, "Oh, I guess there is." And <laughs> if you don't have a uterus, you're not a woman. And uh, <laughs> I'll tell you one place that I, I, I truly enjoy uh, going out to uh, uh, was t- today my my day in my day job we actually went on a, a, um, uh, an outing at a at a um, it was a golf um, driving range mm. and uh, right next to where everybody sits and eats and everything they have the golf clubs and they're split men's and women's <laughs> what about the other hundred and thirty yeah. gingers so. <laughs> I, I had to be mindful of the, the, the PC crowd that, that I was around, but I was thinking in my mind, I was like, uh, I was just wanted to, to ask real quick, just to, to tease, say, Oh, where's the, uh, where's the non-binary clubs at? Uh, <laughs> I was like, Oh, right. Because that doesn't exist. <laughs> it's not a reality. It's, it's a, it's a, their truth. Oh yeah. Uh, type of thing. I think it, I think it deals a lot with just trauma whether you don't know like that whole, I don't know what I am. I think it just deals with a lot of trauma. Cause I mean, I was there at one point in my time, like, like I can't, I couldn't get a girlfriend. It's like, well, the only thing I have in common with is, is other is the, my best friends you know, and they're guys. Well, maybe, maybe we're supposed to, you know, like that's, I can't, there's something's not working here. I think it's, it's just trauma and, and you have to really be careful. Yeah, and and uh, there's a lot of people that uh, they try to they're trying to figure out their their life, and, and it's it's it is that past trauma or that something that happened to them, or or something that maybe it's even buried deep into their subconscious. Uh, maybe they look up to uh, someone in their life that is that's the opposite gender, and they say, "Oh well, because that person, uh, I see them as powerful. I want to be like them." Yeah. So I'm I'm likely that gender as well, and it's that's actually not true. You're beautifully and wonderfully made by God, Absolutely. just the way you are. Um, even Mister Rogers had a little song about it. <laughs> there is, that's um, right. And so, um, and if you can trust anybody, you can trust Mister Rogers. I'm pretty sure. I, I loved watching him growing up, but 
Um, a beautiful day in the neighbor. Oh, maybe that's copyright. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was under 15 seconds. You're good. Uh, <laughs> I've looked at I've looked at YouTube's uh, 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 rules. <laughs> yeah, uh, I knew a lot of girls in New York that decided to become change. You know, to women instead of men because they were being beat up or abused by a man. Mm. So they figured, I'll go with a woman. It'll be better off. She won't mistreat me. But a woman is just as worse as a man. I seen women beat up on other women. Yes. So what's the difference? You know, I, I don't see why go find another man that's better than the man you had instead of just changing sex life, you know, because you're giving up on yourself. That's what you're really doing. And, and actually, statistically speaking, Lou, to go along with that, uh, d- uh, domestic violence actually happens more amongst um, uh, women, uh, homosexual females than it does in any other um, yeah. Yeah. form of relationship. I had to stop a few of them in the neighborhood yeah. I was. Yeah, so the statistics are in that favor. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, God, God made you just the just the way He wanted you, beautifully, wonderfully made. He wanted to let you know exactly who you are, and uh, and and you don't have to question it. Just I'm telling you, He He want, He wants you just the way you are. Don't have to change nothing. <laughs> I mean, certainly you can go get your hair cut. You know, you, you can look presentable and nice, but uh, you know, <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing to worry about. What you were born with is is, is going to work just fine for you. I'm telling you, I am telling you. Um. And don't forget, God is good. All the time. Never be afraid of God. He's always there for you. Yes, sir. Thank you, Lou. You're welcome. Um, but you know who's not always there for us, Lou? Who? Our government. <laughs> who, who is it? <laughs> so um, uh, go, going into our first article of the political portion tonight, which now my uh, browser has changed. Okay. Um, it's from Just the News. China, China, yeah. uh, likely sending military personnel into U.S. Homeland Chair says, well, House Homeland Security Committee uh, Chairman Mark Green, Republican from Tennessee, on Wednesday said China is likely sending military personnel into the United States across the southern border. Uh, at a press conference announcing an investigation into Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, uh, Green said, there are, quote, Chinese nationals, many of whom are military-aged men, end quote, with ties to the Chinese Communist Party who have crossed the southern border and, uh, and been released into the United States. Uh, quote, uh, we have no idea who these people are, uh, and it's very likely using Russia, uh, Russia's te- uh, template of sending military personnel into Ukraine, uh, China is doing uh, the same in the United States, end quote. Um, that was also green. Um, the revelation came from uh, Border Patrol's uh, sector chief, uh, Green said, adding that he expects a, a classified briefing on the matter in the near future. The House Homeland Security Committee on Wednesday released a preliminary report on the border stating that apprehe- uh, apprehensions of Chinese nationals at the border have skyrocketed. Overall, at the uh, southern border, nearly 10,000 Chinese migrants were encountered at the border from October 2022 through April 2023. It's a big number there. Um, oh, it might have been 20,000, 30,000, right, John? Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, 
uh, per the latest federal data, uh, in comparison during last fiscal year, which ran from October 2021 through September 2022, less than uh, 2,200 Chinese migrants were encountered at the border. What changed? And in a very short amount of time. Um, thoughts on this, gentlemen? I mean, all I can is it's the way the United States is going. Maybe it looks a little more uh, appealing to certain crowd that's not uh, favored where they're from. Yeah. Um, I think that the uh, having the CCP uh, uh, influence in the United States, is it's, it's, uh, it's getting more and more every day, all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think one of the things it started with was definitely TikTok. Um, but then we had um, uh, a company called BlackRock, which they, I'm sure that they – have found their way into that uh, that company. Uh, I see John laughing because he knows that the, it's it's probably what a conglomerate. Very, very true. Um, but I regularly get phone calls, and I think you do too. Even if you don't own a home like myself, they'll they'll say, uh, "Was wondering uh, about your property on you know such and such street." I, I'm not looking to sell. Well, you know, I, I I'm not looking to sell. Take me off your list. I you know, and um, that that's them trying to buy up property in the United States. This mm-hmm. is happening. That's why they was able to buy all this farmland. If, if, if they're a foreign national, they are not <laughs> supposed to be able to buy uh, anything uh, in, in the United States and, and uh, without government approval. 225,000 yeah. acres of Illinois farmland has been bought since the beginning of the year. That's from Congresswoman Mary Miller's mouth to my ears. She told me that she knows that 225,000 acres have been bought. And that yeah. was in early April when she told me. It's concerning. I I get those letters all the time to sell my house. I get them all the time, but I won't sell. Also, you don't know who has come through that border. It could be Russians. It could be anybody, spies, Iranians. Who knows how many communist people have snuck in already into the United States. And then later on, maybe a year from now, we start seeing bombings or shootings, you know, because that's what the Iranians did when they came in. Who There was another group that came in and started a bomb in that parade. Oh, uh, yeah, um that was the Boston um, yeah, marathon. marathon, Boston Marathon, where they had the uh, oh yeah the they they used uh, uh, steam pots of sorts. I don't know the pressure cookers, and they they filled it with things and yeah. So Biden made it easy for all these communist people to come in. Why did he do that? You know, I think he's part of them. I think he's just part of being communist, and he wants this United States to be communist so he could be able to control the people. You know. Because that's what communists do. They control people. There's a connection there, Louis. And actually, uh, and I know we might skip, skip ahead just a little bit here, but we're, it's going to take us right into the second article, so I'm glad you said that. The connection with Joe Biden and the Chinese government, mm-hmm. it's coming from the Federalist. It says, the, the Bidens coerced, coerced Burisma to pay $10 million in bribes, says credible FBI source. Mm. Burisma is where? Where? <laughs> yep. Ukraine and Ukraine is <laughs> and uh, I don't want to be canceled. 
<laughs> and and Ukraine is is connected to uh, 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 all kinds of dealings in uh, what other, what what country and and, and what uh, government? Oh, the CCP and the Ch- and Chinese government. Okay, so that that is your your dots connected for you, Lou. And um, Burisma founder uh, Mykola Zlachevsky. Uh, wasn't far from the mark when he said it would uh, take 10 years to unravel the complex payment path that led to Joe Biden. The Bidens uh, allegedly coerced a foreign national to pay them $10 million in bribes, according to individuals familiar with the investigation into the FBI's uh, handling of the uh, FD-1023 uh, confidential human uh, source report. What if any? Uh, what if anything agents did to investigate the, these explosive claims remains unknown. However, the sources telling the Federalist the FBI continues to stonewall. On Monday, Senator Chuck Grassley revealed a foreign uh, national identified by uh, individuals with uh, knowledge of the matter as Burisma founder Michael Zlachowski. I'm, I'm I'm sure I'm butchering that name allegedly possessed 17 recordings implicating the Bidens uh, in a pay-to-play scandal. Um, while 15 of the audio uh, recordings consisted of phone calls between Zlachowski and Hunter Biden, two were calls to the, Ukra- uh, to the Ukrainian uh, had uh, with uh, the vice president, uh, then-Vice President Joe Biden, uh, according to the FD-1023. The Federalist has uh, now learned that the FD-1023 reported the CHS saying the Bidens coerced Zlachowski to pay the uh, to pay the bribes. Sources familiar with the investigation also explained the uh, the context of Zlachowski's <laughs> I'm just butchering it worse and worse statements, and that context further uh, bolsters the CHS's reporting. In the FD 1023 from uh, June 30th, 2020, the confidential human source uh, summarized earlier uh, meetings with, uh, he had with Zlachowski. According to uh, the CHS, in the 2015-2016 timeframe, the CHS, who, ha- uh, who was providing advice to Zlachowski, told the Burisma owner to stay away from the Bidens. Then, after Trump defeated Hillary Clinton in 2016 president, uh, in the presidential contest, um, the CHS asked Zlachowski if he was upset Trump won. Zlachowski al- allegedly told the CHS he was dismayed by Trump's victory, fearing an investigation why would you infer investigation? Hmm? Wondered uh, would would reveal his payments to the Biden family. Oh, that's why he would fear, uh, which included a five million dollar payment to Hunter Biden and a five million dollar payment to the big guy Joe Biden. Um, according to the CHS, the Burisma executive uh, bemoaned the situation, claiming the Bidens had coerced him into paying the bribes. And there's actually a, a video out there, and, and uh, it's actually it's quite hard to, to, to pin back down. But um, Joe Biden, when he was vice president, actually um, outed himself on on this video. He's, he's actually talking to the press, and he's, he's talking about um, how he wanted to get a prosecutor, particular prosecutor, fired there in Ukraine, and that he wasn't going to give him the, the funding that the United States had promised them at the time if the prosecutor wasn't fired. Isn't that quid pro quo? Yeah, it was not a perfect phone call, let me it tell you. It wasn't a perfect phone call. <clears throat> so now we've got all this going on uh, with the big guy, Ukraine, a little bit of China in there. Um, <laughs> I'm sure of it. Um, and and uh, Hunter Biden got to stay on the board of Burisma, having no 
prior knowledge of what Burisma did or even even how to do anything with Burisma. He, he was just on the on the boards. So he can collect a paycheck, and so did Joe Biden. And, and uh, I, I believe that, this is my conjecture, that was their way of laundering that money, money through the country. Yes. And this is what's coming out now. And I think, I think that these recordings are going to reveal a lot. Um, and I think the American public needs to hear these recordings. These need to be, this need to be open door sessions. Oh, absolutely. Well, a lot of people have, have fallen prey to the marketing, the uh, governmental uh, marketing that they've invested a lot of money for a lie that uh, there's just poor, innocent Ukraine. They're going through a tough time right now because Putin is just bombing them. It's actually two villains. Putin's no angel and whatever Zelensky Zelensky is definitely no angel either. It's two villains that are duking it out. Mm -hmm. Both of them are wretchedly evil. And we also can see very much that uh, sounds like the uh, Biden crime family is part of the uh, of the whole gig Mm -hmm. and just have a little sprinkle of CCP up on the top, um, you know, and (laughs) people it it, it would make people's uh, skin crawl if they understood how despicably evil the government can be. We've been fighting it for a long time. I mean, the government tried to uh, to cover up uh, when the CCP China um, executed uh, missionary John Birch. Um, the government, the American government, tried to uh, cover that up. That's why we named it the John Birch Society. It was conspiracy. They were covering it up. So we said, "Here's the hero. He's telling people about Jesus Christ, and he's trying to set people free from communism." We were we're going to do the same thing. They don't like this. They don't they don't want this truth. As you're you're talking about this, I mean, this is they don't want it. They're going to shadow ban this stuff. They're going to go through their steps in order to stop this from coming out. Folks, oh, yeah. you've got to get an alternative news source. And that reminds me, share, <laughs> share, click this. the share button, <laughs> like. subscribe, please, and like. Yeah, it, you got yeah you got to like it. You got to subscribe. And you got to share and hit that bell. Hit that bell. Thank you, Sterling. Make sure you're commenting. Uh, give us all your thoughts on it. We we respond as best we can. I, I think I think we've done a bang up job, with the exception of the shorts, because the shorts get a lot of uh, a lot of it's comments. Okay. <laughs> we have one short that's got uh, over a thousand comments. So there I try to go. keep up as best I can. But um, you know, but hey, if you do that on this video. Uh, at least the first thousand, I'll, I'll respond. So if you guys can get there and just first comment thousand. that first thousand, uh, yeah, my, my promise, we'll, we'll we'll do our best to respond to every single one of them. If you get them in in the next five minutes, there will be more. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. By the time they see it, it'll be. <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah, if you if you if you invest today <laughs> for just five easy payments of five ninety nine a month. <laughs> Anything else to add on this one, Lou? <laughs> no. We, you covered mostly everything, and we know what's going on over there, and we know that Ukraine is corrupted. They they have a lot of corrupt people over there, as we have over here in the government. And we knew they the government thinks we don't know what's going on over there and over here. We know that they're laundering money over there. We know that they had a factory just like China had before China let out that disease. They had, they had a factory in Ukraine doing the same thing that China was, is doing. Mm-hmm. And um, 
maybe that's why um, Putin decided to attack it because it was corrupt and they're mm-hmm. messing with chemicals. Now, were those the uh, the maybe were those the laboratories that uh, Luger and Obama went in, in together in order to start? Yeah. Now, where was Luger from again? Oh. I feel like this is a driven question. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to answer. Well, I think I think that <laughs> I think Lou that they they do know that we know, and they don't care because they know they can just get away with it. Yeah, they just like that's eh. the government. They got oh, the no. money. They're they're using that um, that bribery money, right? Just like going back to John's So what do we have? <laughs> Abo money. So so I mean, I, unless we unless you just hit the pay dirt, and we have an independently wealthy person. That, that happens to view us. Maybe we do. Maybe we have an uh, a independently wealthy person. We don't have the finances in order to overcome this. But, no. You know, this, this is not going to be overcome no. by any of us getting our Discover card, American Express card, you know, mortgaging the house, you know, selling cookies on the, on the street corner, having a lemonade stand. We're not going to raise enough money. But what can stop this? Word of mouth. I'm glad you brought that up, John, because that brings us into our third article of the night. It comes from the Washington Examiner. Independently wealthy man, Donald J. Trump. This is huge. Huge. (laughs) This is a perfect article. I was wondering where you're going with this. (laughs) Trump campaign raises $6.6 million and counting after indictment. They're coming after him, folks. Uh, They're coming after him hard, and uh, they don't come after anybody nearly as hard. Um, But... Uh, former President Donald Trump is turning his federal indictment into a fundraising bonanza, with with his 2024 uh, presidential campaign hauling in 6.6 million and counting, in the days after uh, charges were brought against the former president. Trump was um, arraigned in Miami on Tuesday on 37 counts relating to his uh, the the so-called mishandling of the classified information and attempts to obstruct a federal investigation into the matter. But none of which is true. So this, I think, this is going to get thrown out. So it's it's really good. Uh, man, I really, I really, really wish that they would uh, go ahead and get his uh, a mugshot because uh, I want to make a T-shirt out of it. I really do. Um, <laughs> it's like, like, come on, come on, you know, because you see the Elvis Presley, you see oh, the, yeah. Yeah, the, the, when they yeah when they get their mugshots. A little goes, bit of fawning over there, Josh. Are you fawning? <laughs> is that what's going on? He's going to get one of it and make it into a bobblehead. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, he is the first uh, former president in the United uh, in the U.S. His- in U.S. history to face a federal indictment. Though he will, this is the second one actually. Uh, though he will still be allowed to uh, campaign for higher office uh, under the law. Uh, following Tuesday's arraignment, Trump delivered remarks uh, at his club in uh, Bedminster, uh, New Jersey, and held a closed door fundraiser that brought in 2.1 million, according to his campaign. Trump's re-election effort has also raised an additional $4.5 million from the donors since uh, news of the indictment was first uh, broken. Um, quote, uh, since deranged Jack, uh, Jack Smith took the uh, unprecedented step of weaponizing the justice system to attack his political opponent, uh, opponent Donald J. Trump, words are hard today, uh, for President uh, 2024, uh, has raised more than $6.6 million in just a few uh, short days. Trump's camp, uh, campaign said in a statement published on Wednesday, the American people will not stand for his uh, corrupt attempt to interfere in the 2024 election against the leading candidate for president who will uh, um, demolish the deep state and finish the job of draining the swamp. That's right, folks. I'm going to drain the swamp. 
the reason they the left is going after Trump is because we're getting close to the elections, and they're afraid that he probably would win, and all of these people are going to probably wind up in jail or in problems, and they hate this man so much that they're doing everything in the every dirty trick to get him out of running or becoming a, the next president of the United States. These people are crooked. They they don't they 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 they're corrupted. They need they need to go. They really need to go. Yeah, we'll lock them up, maybe? All of them. Starting <laughs> I think with of, Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> I think of other leaders in the past that arrested their political opponents. I mean I, I think of I mean in, in the Hall of Fame I think of Hitler, Mao Zedong and Stalin. And now we have Biden. You know, it's it's just Hall of Fame. Yeah, these are these are people that are willing to trump up charges in order to gain control. Gain control. Mm-hmm. But yeah. who did Trump awaken in in twenty sixteen? Who did Trump awaken? You know, people that I mean, they came out in droves. It was the it was the people that work in factories. It was the moms and dads of America, the middle class, that he awoke the farm, to the, farm the problem. People. Yeah, that well, that uh, that 2015 escalator speech, because uh, I, I, I remember I, I wasn't I wasn't a fan uh, uh, necessarily of, of Donald Trump's uh, before that escalator speech. Um, my my good friend uh, Daniel, I grew up with, he said, "Man, you've got to see this escalator speech," and and I'm like, what, "You mean like the, the, the guy that does the the uh, the Apprentice show?" And he said, like, "Yeah," and and he's like, "Yeah, that guy." I was like. Well, that's that's a fun show. It, it's the highest rated show, um, but <laughs> it's the best show. Uh, it, it was it was actually a really fantastic show, <laughs> but uh, and Celebrity Apprentice is the highest ratings ever. Now, um, but even with that said, uh, you know, he said, "Man, you've got to go see this because it was it was like I think it's probably like uh, people going back and thinking about Ronald Reagan as an actor or whatever, you know, and you just it's hard to take him seriously. And then I then I watched the speech, and he sat on the phone with me while I watched the speech. He's like, see, I told you, like all the way through it. He's just like, see, see, I told you. Listen, look at what he's saying. Look at what he's saying. He's talking about the border. He's talking about all the, all the things. He's hitting on all the key notes of things that regular everyday Americans, the middle, as they call us, because um, it's not New York or California. He 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 talked to all of us and became a representative. I believe that day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was almost a it was almost a shoe in from that day. Because people kept uh, talking about it and they said. Well, you know, there's, uh, I think it was, what, a breadth of, what, 19 candidates at one point in time for the, for the Republican Party. And uh, one by one, they started whittling off the stage, those debate stages, and people kept asking me, who's going to be the Republican candidate? I said, it's going to be Donald Trump. It's going to be Donald Trump. Louie and I were both talking about it back then. We were like, it's going to be Donald Trump. Yeah, we had that confidence that he was going to win. And, uh, and we knew that um, they couldn't corrupt him with money because he already had his own. Right. Yeah, like you said, he already, he, he 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 made his mind up. He's telling us what he thought, and he already had his own money, so that they couldn't come in and say, "Ah, oh, well, how much money can we give you?" I've already got my own. I see Trump like another, um, um, uh, what was our last president? The good president, um, Reagan? No, 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 Kennedy. Oh, Kennedy, he he, he was. Just like Kennedy, but Kennedy was a lot more soft-spoken. Trump is more open 
but he's more truthful like Kennedy was. And he wanted to help the country like Kennedy did. Anti-establishment. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's why they got rid of Kennedy, because he was doing more for the people than he was for them. Yeah, whenever you're anti-establishment, whenever you stand up against the, the powers that be, boy, do you get all the opposition. It goes right back to Sterling's point talking about as soon as you accept Christ into your heart, you get all the opposition. Oh, yeah. All the opposition. And every time you want to do something good for the people, what happens? You get killed. Oh, yeah. Abraham Lincoln, Kennedy, and now they're trying to get rid of Trump. I think it's interesting. People, I mean, uh, if they know their history, Kennedy was trying to get us back onto the gold standard. They yeah. had to off them. They need that. They need us a, a subservient to the Federal Reserve fractionalized banking so they can have the private company own us. Yeah, they, yeah, they need that for the fiat cash to be yeah. owned yeah. by the private companies. So in 1976, the Birch Society wrote this. In 1961, it was quite generally taken for granted that John Kennedy's election as president had been conceded to him despite irregularities, in quotes, in the tabulation of votes within certain states which made the decisive difference. And there was hardly any doubt in the mind of anybody who knew the factual record that Lyndon Johnson had climbed from the role of a petty local politician to being a United States senator with the aid of doubtful votes at every stage of his ascent. And with murder having been committed by somebody (laughs) after one of those successful climbs to cover up the vote fraud involved. Sounds very parallel, doesn't it, Lou? Mm -hmm. They've got to take people out. People have got to get truth, and I, you know, the, the the their source better not be, better not be Fox News, and better not be CNN and MSNBC. People are like, oh, I'm all excited. Fox News is conservative. Well, did you know that Fox News was owned by the same company that Dominion was? Mm-hmm. Anyways, it's paid opposition. It's paid opposition. Paid opposition. Yeah, and uh, for a long time, I I, I was a avid Fox News watcher and. I do like uh, a guy that's no longer with them, uh, Mr. Tucker Carlson. He's, oh, he's got his, yeah, I was going to oh, say yeah. that. He's over on Twitter, and he's and he's blowing it up, man. I think he's the biggest thing on Twitter right now. I think he just did his fourth episode here recently, and and he's out there um, telling telling the best truth that he knows how to deliver it, and and um, and he's really trying to reach the people, and he's he's got that vehicle. Uh, um, I don't know how I feel about Elon Musk. Some days I'm like. Uh, maybe he's a good guy. Maybe he's a bad guy. I don't know. I, I'm somewhere in the middle on him. But uh, with him, you can't tell because he goes. He he he's like a turncoat. He goes here. He goes there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoever he, he could put money in his pocket, I guess. He's a he's a flip flopper. But uh, you know, at least we got this vehicle for now for for Tucker to get out there and tell the truth and yeah. um and and hopefully uh, uh, shows like this can reach your living room and 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 uh, your cell phone or your tablet or wherever you're watching us. Uh, Maybe you're uh, in the facilities. Uh, it's generally where a lot of people watch their <laughs> podcasts. I've heard, um, or so I've heard. Uh, uh, anyway, um, we're 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 coming down to the the the, the close of the show. And uh, unless unless anybody else has got anything to to add, real quick. What, in the final I, what I was gonna say is I was gonna bring it up when you brought up on about Fox. I was gonna bring up yeah, and they went out and bought and got rid of a good man Carson I was going to bring that up but then you brought it up and yeah he was a he was a good he he they got rid of him because he tells the truth and he brings out what's going really going on and they didn't like that that's why they yeah, they probably threatened Fox 
to get rid of him or anything, you know, something like that. Oh, they certainly did. It's because they they noticed that a little thing called an ESG score went down. Uh, but that's a whole other subject for a whole other day. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't have time to, uh, to tackle that one. Uh, any, any final thoughts, uh, Sterling, before we? Uh, I think I'm good. All right. Uh, John? Thanks for having me. Okay. So uh, the man who brought the message today, our very, very special guest uh, from the Birch Society. Uh, Laura, you got uh, got his name uh, all, all queued up there uh, underneath the, the green mic. John Schrock. There we go. Name the lights again. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. Uh, thank you for joining us, sir. Thank you it for having me. Been a pleasure, and hopefully you get to come back as many times as you like. Uh, we'll make sure that you stay in the schedule if you, if you'd like to be here. We've sure enjoyed having you. This is fun. I mean, I, I want to speak for these guys, but I, I'm sure enjoyed. Yeah. Having you. I enjoyed it. We'll turn <laughs> off the mics before they say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Can either confirm nor deny. deny. <laughs> <laughs> I know people. In low places. There I'll, I'll, play, I'll play the fifth. <laughs> Louis has a special set of skills. <laughs> it was a debate. <laughs> it was a debate. And, and next to John, we have uh, the perfect producer, uh, Sterling Metcalf Allen. Uh, Laura, uh, we need to get Sterling's name up on the screen, if you wouldn't mind. It's the orange mic. Orange mic. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for joining us, sir, and welcome back after a long time away. And and, and uh, it's, it's been a pleasure. No, thanks for having me again. It's been fun. It's nice <laughs> being back. Yes, it was good to have you. And uh, the guy who said it's good to have Sterling. Yes. You know him. You love him. He's the host of Rodriguez Ranch, ladies and gentlemen. You got to make sure you're going over there and checking that show out as well. Louis Rodriguez. <laughs> thank you for ha- having me and. I hope you guys comment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Laura. And uh, <laughs> I, know I keep like, talking uh, talking to Laura, but we'll make sure that she's uh, she's connected with me here. Fun. Um, not to tease on you, honey. I love you. I love you so much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's getting uh, the death somebody right <laughs> You know what? Sure before before I let everybody know my name, and, and maybe you've watched already watched the top of the show and you've seen my name, before I let everybody know my name, I think we should get a closing prayer. What do you think? What do you think? Yes. Do a closing prayer. We'll do a closing prayer. John, you want to leave some closing prayer? Let's pray. Thank you, sir. Lord, we've got much to do. Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you that we can gather here in the studio to be able to talk about issues, to talk about um, your word, to talk about our families, preparing ourselves. Lord, I pray that uh, maybe we've encouraged one tonight. Lord, I pray that this would be shared around, uh, that we would be able to uh, continue to encourage people about what's going on. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I've been your host, Joshua Cummins. Woo! Yeah, look at that. My name is on there. Thank you, Laura. And I'm reminding you to stay in trouble. Stir the pot, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you next week.